0: Mute us real quick. You can you
1: just uh just mute, just try it, hit go live, and then mute yourself, and then we'll see what happens. It is by grace you are saved through faith, not of yourselves, but it is a gift of God. Ephesians 2 8. Welcome to Grace Bond Ministries. transition over to our video here. And I think we're good. Think we're good. All right, you may an audio check. Christian. Right. Audio check. Say something Christian, let me see if it's working. Say something Christian. Uh Yep, sounds like we're going Alright <laughs> Oh man, technology is so fun <laughs> um, Alright, so Let me just explain to everybody What's going on here uh, So right now we're going to uh, Christian, my friend Christian from uh, That I met in college We are going to uh, Talk about his testimony, he's going to share his testimony And um and then uh and then, from there, hold on one second uh, and as soon as christian's done sharing his testimony, we are going to uh, we've got a we've got a big announcement to to share with you after uh christian is done with his testimony so um let me go ahead and and open us up uh, let me go ahead and open this up with a word of prayer and then uh kind of get Christian started and and ask a few questions about his testimony and as he's sharing I'm just going to ask a few things uh, as well as we go and then as soon as he's done like I said we got a big announcement and uh, we'll share that all with you Uh, we'll share that with you all uh, when once we're uh, once he's done so uh, let me open this up in a word of prayer dear God we thank you for this uh, this day Lord we thank you for this opportunity uh, to just uh, to get uh, yet another story another testimony of your work in someone's life uh, onto the internet lord and just for anybody to watch and see uh, lord we pray that you just bless somebody with this lord and you bring people in a closer relationship with you and uh, just bless uh, grace Bond ministries lord and just help us to uh, stay focused on you and stay focused on your glory your honor and and uh, everything that we do and in jesus name we pray amen all right so the famous christian walton so uh christian's actually been a christian for so long that they just they just went ahead and named him christian when he was born uh that way they don't have to worry about it it's like well um because uh, i think somewhere in the bible it says that christians get to heaven so uh (laughs) so uh so (laughs) that's some solid theology that's all i'm saying uh uh so christian go ahead and just just kind of share with us and and uh you know, I, I'm always interested in Not just, you know, what happened at the moment Somebody got saved But also kind of what your childhood was like And uh, and that sort of thing And, and uh, I see that I'm lagging very bad But I promise you I, I don't look like that at all All the time But uh, <laughs> So Christian, just go ahead And, and uh, just share with us uh, A little bit about yourself and your journey And uh, if you would, just kind of start off uh, Early as possible And uh, let's, let's see what uh, kind of questions Come up as we go
2: Well, I mean, I'll try my best. My memory stinks a little bit sometimes, especially early ages, but we'll go from there. Um, I was born in Savannah, Georgia, and I was born to two wonderful parents, Alvin and Susan Walton, and and I was uh, the second sibling to be born, and so I grew up in a Christian household. I was one of three kids for most of my life, and we were the typical Christian household, we would go to church. I was blessed to be able to be born into that. Every time the doors were open, we went to church. You always hear the joke about the drug problem. I was drugged to church as a kid, but that is how my testimony started. From the time I was in the womb to the even today, I'm pretty much in church every time the doors are open. Luckily, and so another thing about my child is is I was 110% boy. My dad would jump around and call me the devil child, because if I was silent, there was something wrong. There's plenty of stories I can share probably at another time about times my parents didn't hear me, and I was up to no good, to say the least. And so uh, early on, I was in church, and you would hear all the lessons, all the different stories, and some of it would click and I enjoyed being with my friends and Sunday school and children's church, but a lot of it didn't click. Um, and my family extended family was in the same church. And so some of the people that taught me there also taught me at home. I got taught there. And so a lot of the times we heard the same exact thing. I was told my headphones are breaking up, but, um,
0: can you hear it well
1: from your end, John? And I was muted that whole time, but uh <laughs> I can hear you. It's just kinda it just it's just kinda staticky Uh but we'll we'll work on that for next time. Uh but you can you can still hear, so
2: Okay. Yeah. That's good at least. But um I was a kid also, I did not want to go to school. And my stubbornness still affects me today, but I had it even as a little kid where mom would drag me down the hallway going to school and everybody would just watch and stare. My poor mother had to endure that almost every single day. And I would sit there for about 10 or 15 minutes after she left and I'd be okay. But that was kind of how it was for a while. And luckily, God took hold of me at a young age when it was when I was around six years old. I don't remember the exact date. I wish I did, but I remember what happened at least. And so, as I told you, I was in church all the time and my extended family was part of my Sunday school teachers and it was actually in my aunt's class when I got saved. I was that strong, independent child. And so, during the Sunday school class, I felt God tugging out my heart. And so without telling anybody, I just kind of went to the side and prayed to God and then went back to class like nothing had happened. And so going on further in that day, it must have been some holiday of some sort because all my extended family was there and we were about to have some sort of party. So I don't know if it was like Easter or it was somebody's birthday or what, but I remember just driving home and then my mom was, I guess, asking me what I learned about in church that day. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got saved. <laughs> she was like, do what? And so that is one of the many times where I forget to tell, but that, that probably starts it all. But that was the moment I got saved. And it was, I want to say it was one of those radical changes at first. I was still very fearful in certain aspects. And that kind of leads into my story about baptism where I was afraid of the water. If you know me, you know I can't float to save my life. So (laughs) as a kid, I was afraid of the water even in the baptismal. And so funny story is my dad ended up dunking me under because he went in there with me and I was fearful of even that. But I was baptized around seven with the Civics and it was a good start where uh my children's director miss lynn i know i'm all over the place but my children's director miss lynn and my parents helped me to grow especially through the early years we would always have memory verses either in the at-home bible studies that i did or i would get offered candy and everything else if i memorized verses in church and so i was always down to be able to do that and my mom tells me this is one of the things that I guess this is with my memory is that I used to help have lunches with some of my friends that uh, so we would have lunch and Bible study at school, even at a young age. And so I guess that was something that was preparing me for later on. But that was through my elementary school years, and then you come. And so it's a continual growing process, especially in children's church. We learned about how to put the books in order and with the New Testament. I'm still shaking on the Old Testament, especially the prophets. They get a little crazy (laughs) and out of order and everything else. But going into middle school, middle school, I think it's tough for every age group or any person. We just go into middle school and you're trying to find your space, trying to find maybe the friends that were your friends in elementary school. And now they all of a sudden don't want to be. It's like this identity crisis moment where like, all right, what am I going to be? And so that was definitely a tough time. And I've had all these friends. And in sixth and seventh grade, it was good. I was in with the band crowd, as you can say, and all my friends were in my classes. And then. All of a sudden, in eighth grade, I got in these different classes, and I had basically nobody that I knew almost. Everybody, else, all my friends were in these other teams. They were in the smart classes or these upper level GT or gifted and talented classes, as they say. And I was like, I'm smart. Why am I not in there? But I had failed the creativity section of the gifted and talented. Because I'm not creative enough to save my life. And so it was a lot. That was definitely, I would say, one of the more trying years. Because in that time, that's when I, even at that young of age, I started developing suicidal thoughts. Even, I guess, a lot of it was that I had no friends in that class. And then the only classes I really had, the friends I knew, was band. And you can't really talk much in band. Been in band, you know, you'll get Yoda. But it was a process, and I didn't know how to to function, how to deal with these certain things. And so, I went to my youth pastor at the time. I went to my parents, and I'm like, I just don't know what to do. And something that pointed me to it was like, you need to read the Bible. You need to get into Word C what he has to say because they're like if you read the word you will react different you'll know notice something different if you get into the word if you're in the word daily and so that's something we always hear but I think especially during that moment I saw the importance of that because when I would be in the word that day I could see the difference from when I wasn't the suicidal thought just wouldn't come to mind it wouldn't really pop up as much. If I wasn't in the Word of that day, until those thoughts would come and would come, um, and then I wouldn't know how to deal with them. Because if I didn't turn to Christ, I wouldn't know how to deal with any of it. And if I wasn't in His Word, I didn't know how. And so that was the time I saw the importance of His Word more than I think any one of any other times in my life as I saw the Importance of His Word there, and I think it's a lot to do with you know, uh, with what I see the importance of His Word today. Why well, I want others to be able to read it and see the importance of it also. Do you have any questions?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah it's always uh, it's always like I said, it's always powerful, you know, to to uh, you know not to not just to would you say I said that was
2: just a good middle point of
1: course <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, you know it's, it's just always it's always interesting to uh, to hear you know from uh, you know just how people work in their lives I remember because I, I kinda me and you kinda have a, a similar testimony uh, you know and I was I was in church all the time my dad was a pastor and all and I was in church all the time and uh, <clears throat> but you know and i I gotta say the young age I don't remember you don't even remember how old I was either, but uh I just remember I got saved at a young age and and uh yeah and uh what i what i what I'd be interested in though is uh because what, what I know a lot of people will say is is that when you're when you're that young um when you're that young you don't under you don't like fully understand um the gospel. Um, you know which I'm not gonna I wouldn't tell anybody like I understand as much as I do now you know I mean I I know Christians probably don't understand the gospel as much as I do now but uh, so so how 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 much how much knowledge of the gospel when you got saved or when you when you when you're really thinking about it how much did you know um, about about the gospel about Jesus
2: yeah well that's a very good question um do I have a full answer probably not (laughs) but I think I knew I guess it's you hear a lot of like the kids being saved and it's just I don't want to go to hell and I think I mean I think there was a fact but I think I also saw what the gospel was that I had sin and I needed some help I needed a savior at that point I don't think it was just some scary thing because, I mean, in Sunday school, usually not the time where they're going to be like, all right, who doesn't want to go to hell? And you're like, not me. I don't think that's usually (laughs) the time, so I don't think that was a lot of it, but I definitely know more now than I think you do, and i it's, I guess, one of those processes where um, there's a certain amount you have to know In order to believe and confess, but it develops and you see more of the fact. Because I mean, I had that debate a lot. Can't remember what grade I was in, but I remember uh, going to a certain Bible study, going to a certain maybe it was a youth group meeting, and we'd go through and they're like, all right, if you need to get saved tonight, then get saved. And I would always doubt, I'm like, all right, was I actually saved back then? And I'm like, all right, I'm going to pray right now that even if I wasn't saved back then, that I'll get saved now. And, like, I've read a book and all about that called Stop Asking Jesus in Your Heart. I think that's J. Greer. But he talks a little bit about that. Like, we can constantly worry about if we were saved back then or if we weren't. But, but it's what where is our heart. Are we convicted of our sins? When we do then and the I think
1: that's of all I got for that yeah it's always uh, it's just always fascinating and um you know and, and I I'm sure once we once you finish up too uh, uh you know it cuz we I remember in college I mean it wasn't just me and you I mean there was a lot of us you know, or like the strong Christian guys or girls on campus, you know, but we were all saved at a young age. It's almost like um, a lot of times we felt like we were almost at a disadvantage because our testimonies weren't as, you know, as dramatic or radical as people who got saved later on, like Nate, you know, he got saved in college and had a radical change. Um, You know, lots of people have done that. So, uh, yeah, but maybe we'll come back to that once you, uh, once you finish up.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess to pick up from where we were at, that was kind of suicidal thoughts and seeing the importance of this word was kind of going from eighth grade and now entering high school, the big world of ninth grade and high school and everything else. And so at this point, you got to start thinking about colleges, start thinking about a career. And so I'm just trying to figure out where my place is and in middle school I guess I left some of this out, in middle school I was, you were looked at as the big Christian if you were saved and so following it too and so I would go to FCA or it would be FCS in middle school we had a fellowship with Christian students and then they would have me teach some of the lessons and so I can remember my first lesson there I think it was like maybe five minutes <laughs> and I had already blown past all of my notes and everybody was kinda like, Is that it? And one of the coaches was like, All right, let's make an illustration out of this And so they came, they helped me out but I guess that was that'll play into my testimony a little later or now with the calling that I received. Oh well, so I started lessons back then and then going into Ninth and 10th grade I'm trying to figure out where I could help out where that Christian circle is and so they had an FCS program in high school so I kind of fed into there and I'm still involved with the youth group back home and so it was for the ministry side of it it was the summer after my 10th grade year This, this is when I started thinking about colleges and I was like I either want to be uh, sports broadcaster or preacher going into that summer, and everybody's like, "Wow, that's on two opposite ends." <laughs> <Opposite. laughs> yeah,
1: no. Well, I don't no, know. I don't if... Know. Uh,
2: I don't know what to do. That's kind
1: of <laughs> what. <laughs> I don't know if you've been to some business meetings. Uh, sometimes you can kind of be you can we can use some sports broadcasters during some of them. That'd be cool. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: and here comes the old guy with his complaint. <laughs> <laughs> that would make business meetings a whole lot more enjoyable. Yep. Yeah. But and I know I've heard, I heard some people then say, well, at least those are both the communications wrong of some sort. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. But it was, I guess it's almost one of those stories. We were at summer camp and it was towards the last night and they're having their evangelism message, they're calling people you know, like if you want to get saved come and get saved and at that point I'm like I know I'm saved I'm like what can I do now so I'm sitting and I'm praying for the people and the guys out preaching the gospel and I'm like I want to I wanna do that I feel called to do that and so at that point I'm like I want to be able to influence both the adults and both the younger kids and so I still feel that way in a sort that I'm called to lead pastorship at a certain point but that's about all I knew at that point I'm like I want to be a lead pastor and so we were telling our callings um, at the same time my brother was called in the youth ministry so it was a cool night for our family at that point and so we were both called in the ministry and so that kind of narrowed down my search because I'm a Bulldogs fan, so I always wanted to go to UGA. But at that point, UGA was kind of off the table because as cool as they are, they don't have a doctoring program. So I couldn't go there. And so it filed down into what colleges I could look at and what specific majors. And so a lot of that played into which college I ended up choosing, uh, I think it was right during junior year and after junior year, I was just trying to explore different colleges, I looked at Point University, I looked at Trude McConnell University, I looked at Bruin Parker, and I looked at Liberty University, and we had one summer camp at Charleston Southern, so inadvertently I looked at Charleston Southern also, but they it came down, I narrowed it down to either Bruton Parker or Liberty. Because I was like, if I'm going to go away from home and not be able to have my Zell Miller scholarship or any scholarship like that, I'm like, I might as well go bigger, or go home. <laughs> I was like, it's either Bruton Parker or Liberty. And when I had started searching for colleges, Bruton Parker really wasn't on the spectrum of colleges because when... My parents were in youth ministry. They had one youth guy who went off to Burton Parker and it was during Burton Parker's kind of liberal phase. And so my parents were like, no, we don't, we don't need to look at Burton Parker or anything else. And one of the interim pastors that was at uh, my church looked at me and he was like, no, Burton Parker came in, they took your house, but they're on a great path right now. I was like, oh really? And so, we like, we're going to go look over there. And so I went and visited Brewing Parker. I'm always used to the uh small town and kind of small church feel. So Liberty was really cool, and it's like one of those, those awe moments. But I'm like, I think I like this small group feel. And I think the thing that tied it in was that Butter Puckett sat me down kind of like this and was like, all right, so what's your testimony? What's your call to ministry? And he had just gotten there too, so he was going to be pretty new just like I was and then as we were leaving it was like alright grace to you and peace brother and I was like this man just like quoted Paul no <laughs> I've never <laughs> heard anybody say it. and so I just that, I think from that point on I was pretty sold on Britton Parker and I was like it's a great school it's pretty close to home and I can still get scholarship and not be in total debt for the rest of my life I'm still in a nice amount of debt because Christian school is expensive but at that point it was on the way to Brewing Parker and after I had gotten that calling for ministry too during high school my church was all for it back home, First Baptist Church of Pooler at that time they were for and it was 2016, I think, uh, January of that year. Me and my brother ended up getting licensed by the church. My church was nice and gracious to me because even now I still get nervous, but it's nervous during high school. was on a different level. Like, I just didn't speak. I remember... Like the first time they wanted me to preach there, my stomach always got upset, and we know what happens when that occurs, and so that morning, I just couldn't get up to speak. Physically, I'm like, I can't puke in front of everybody. That would be the most embarrassing thing I can do, kind of not even being able to preach that morning, and they graciously let me preach that night. Luckily, we still had Sunday nights at that point. And I was like, there's less people, it's okay. I preached about Abraham and Isaac, I remember that. And, and so that's all, they have seen me grow in my preaching format, probably more than anybody else besides my family. And so that church encouraged me, my family encouraged me. And then off to and Parker and all of our awesome professors that have taught us, like Doctor Puckett and Doctor Ray. And then Doctor Coke comes along and I remember coming becoming friends with all y'all. Y'all challenged me in my faith. I remember probably one of I think the greatest times preaching at Bloom Parker was when uh we did the spring revival and it was all student led. Yep yeah, cool. and I think it goes Lydia that, that called me. And she was like, all right, I want you to preach at it. And I was like, I don't yeah. know. I'm like, can't you find somebody else? You can not want me to do that. So, yeah. I'm, like, I'm only like a sophomore here. Like, and if you've met Lydia, you know she's going to send to do anything. Slash. You can't tell her no. And so she pushed me to do it. And I had plenty of weeks notice, which is a good thing. But. She had pushed me to do it, and that was probably the most comfortable I felt preaching in college at that point, because I was ultra-stressed beforehand. And so that kind of springboarded it. I know I've filled in for you plenty of times at good old Normantown, and uh, you Long learned and prosper. a prosper from there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I think throughout college he was teaching me and even now I'm just to trust him because I'm the type of guy that likes to worry. I overthink everything. Probably things that like, uh shouldn't be over overthunk. I don't I don't know if that's a word. It's <laughs> things you shouldn't think I do. It is now overthunk. You can quote me on that. What's not over what's and not overthunk. So yes and then I think looking at the different summers during college I was able to do sports ministry and then right before COVID hit I ended up snapping my arm or that was in a little bit of the midst of COVID I snapped my arm and that was a humbling experience because I've always been the kid be crazy to be jumping around and at that point, my daughter's like, you can't even sweat. And I was like, I sweat sitting down. So that's all I could do for an entire summer. I'm like, maybe God's trying to teach me to slow down. some okay. But... <laughs> I think a lot. Seeing my testimony is how God's plan just works out because we have this plan and we have this idea of what we're going to do. And God sometimes is like, yeah, go for it. And then sometimes it's like, nope, I've got a different plan. Because even leaving college, uh, I had been interning with my mentor that I met in high school. He was a teacher and he was a preacher. I had been interning with him as a youth ministry person. And I was like, this will be cool. Uh, I was able to tutor math in college. So I was like, I can be a math teacher and be the youth minister over here and I can just work part-time at both of these jobs. And I was like, I can live in Metter and that's good because I'm like, it's not too far from home either. And I interviewed at Pinewood Christian Academy, which is the little private school over there. And that job turned me down. And so I was like, sending out resumes to everybody. I'm like, I don't know what's what's next. And, led me to Oak Hill Baptist where I'm at now as a youth pastor and at first I was like I'm I don't know if I'm good enough for youth ministry I'm like I don't know if I'm hype enough or I can get crazy but usually when I speak I'm not the craziest person ever I'm not yelling I'm not raising my voice everywhere I'm like that's not me but God had placed me there, and it turns out they have an upward program, so it's cool how God worked out all those years of sports ministry in college is coming into fruition, coming into use especially going into this upward season. And so, do you have any questions? If not, I can just keep going in circles.
1: But, but. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, it's, I mean, like I said, you and I kind of had very similar testimonies, but uh, I mean, even from uh, if, from getting called, I mean, when I went to Bruton Parker, I was just like, okay, here's a Christian school, and I didn't think anything else of it, so <laughs> I was just going to show up, miss the liberalness, and and uh, I'd probably have been all right, but uh, <laughs> I was thinking about that, though. I could I yeah, imagine, yeah. Uh, imagine Dr. Eccles <laughs> today. I, I guarantee you somebody does, but uh dr Eccles is as far from liberal as you're gonna get at bruton parker so um <laughs> oh, uh unless you want unless it turns into an independent fundamentalist school or something you know uh, which uh, who knows so <laughs> uh, no i don't think so uh, <clears throat> but yeah that's cool i mean uh it's just cool to see how uh you know god god uh you know he he uh, you know, he, he just—he picks. A lot of times, when you're a minister, we just think uh, God has picked, uh, ha, has some, has picked some terrible people. Like, man, there's like people who are way better than us that are that could probably do this job better. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then here we are. We show up and we're like, okay, I guess God's calling me here, so let's figure this thing out. You know, and oh yeah, uh, and and even. You know, even me, when I was, you know, when I when I left college, and then um, everybody was like, "Jonathan can't be a youth pastor; he can be a pastor." You know, and I've been a youth pastor for almost, you know, a year and a half, two years now. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, you know, it's just cool how God can how God can use us. And then, you know, back to our you know our our discussion earlier too. You know, we, uh, you know, even even people like us who were saved at at a young age um God even God has used that um he's used that a lot to uh you know to to really just uh bless other people you know I, I in my life he has and so I'd like you just kind of speak on that a little bit of how you know being a Christian your whole life yeah. um how that's affected you know how your relationship with other people and and some of the things you've been able to do
2: Yeah I think it's it's a cool opportunity just being raised in that environment and being blessed with a family like that. Where um, even at a young age, I remember being like the guy who was the leader and putting all the carpet squares in order. And so I'm sitting here trying to teach different people. I'm like, all right, Matthew goes here and James goes here. And so it almost put me in a leadership position, even though oftentimes I. I'm like, I don't wanna be the front man, don't put me in front of people. <laughs> but and like in the youth group, everybody looked at me, they're like, Alright, who's gonna pray? And everybody just looks at Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, other people all y'all can pray. But it's been an opportunity to help the younger people and especially when you're like that people are like "All right, somebody's always going to be looking at you you're going to be the example and so it's an opportunity to be the example but I mean we fall, we fail just like anybody else and in high school a lot of my friends would come and they needed godly advice or needed prayer at certain points they'd come to me like even even now like a couple months ago one guy from high school who I don't even know when's the last time I talked to him. Just randomly messaged me on Facebook about some biblical topic. And I was like, or he's like, I have a question. And I was like, what's about to happen? I was like, all right, what's up? And it was asking about, uh, well, at that point it was asking about the end times. And so I was able to talk to him about it and there's different opportunities like that. Uh, Bruin Barker. Um, I guess it was a blessing and a curse at times where we were looked at as the big people on campus. And then all well, y'all graduated and left me. And so <laughs> they looked at me. And so I was able to hold a Bible study and help disciple and teach some of them that were there. And people looked to me and at times it put me uh, going and in, running in circles. And running around everywhere because they're like, all right, if it's anything spiritual on campus, they're like, we can just ask Christian to do it. And I, was like, I don't know if I can do all this. But they presented some cool opportunities, I'd say.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, um... I don't know if you are able to watch this video or not, but it, it, the audio is actually keeping up, but the video is not. So you just went through the whole thing, and all of a sudden your video caught up and it was just speeding through all of your motions from like the past two three minutes. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, so, uh, but listen, if you're if you're listening to this, actually, you know, on on podcast on just the audio on the podcast, this is going to sound fine. So, uh, but uh on the video just just to just to let everybody know I know what the problem is uh I know how to fix it for next time so uh we may just not be able to do live videos but um well let's go ahead and in there cuz I shared a picture of us yeah <laughs> 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 just put pictures of us up there uh, no i've got uh i i've got something I, I got something i got a way we could do it so probably premiere some videos and uh, that sort of thing and pre-record them but um but uh, we'll work on that. But uh, we did want to just uh, go ahead and stop there because we've been going about 40 minutes. So I want to go ahead and stop there and and uh, get this uh, this huge announcement in. So um, I've been listening to a, a few different podcasts and things like that, and and uh, really been thinking and praying about uh, uh, somebody that I could actually do this with, you know, because. Uh, it it just I think I think things will just uh, be a whole lot better, you know, with a second person. And so me and Christian have been friends a long time. And uh, actually, the day I the day I met Christian was when he moved into his dorm, and uh, I tried to walk in there to introduce myself. And there's 15 people in the room, and I'm, I'm I walked in there, I'm mm-hmm. like, who who's <laughs> the uh, new student here? <laughs> and so uh, so we, so didn't we, we, guess me. we no, didn't I didn't. <laughs> I think I, I think I guessed your brother, didn't I? <laughs> Yeah,
2: you guessed
1: Cody with it. Yeah, I figured it had to be one of you also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyways, you know, was, uh, we've known each other a long time and done some ministry together and and that sort of thing. And and uh, the cool thing is, you know, him and I don't agree on much, but we uh, we definitely don't disagree on much. I should say. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I get you confused with Austin.
2: Uh, oh gosh.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna tell him I said that too. He'll he'll say yeah. Um <laughs> uh, but uh so uh, I've asked Christian, and uh, and uh, Christian's down, and and uh, I think it's going to be very very beneficial for uh, for all of us for Grace Bomb Ministries and everybody that listens and and the guests we have on everything. Christian's actually going to join the podcast, and he's going to be a co-host with me, and uh, we're going to work on Grace Bomb Ministries together, and and uh, see if we can see what other cool things we can do. So um, the plan now, uh, until we maybe we get some better equipment or learn a new way to do this, um, the plan was to go live at four. Every other week on Sunday afternoon, uh, but if uh, if we have to, we may just pre-record them and and either drop them live at four or drop them uh, premiere them later that night or something like that and then post them. But um, but anyways, that we're gonna we're gonna work on that here in the next uh, uh, next few weeks or so. And and uh, we got uh, our next podcast um, is gonna be. Uh, let me think. I think the next one will be. Uh, I'm not really sure what we're gonna do yet. Uh, I we got we've got my friend Hunter Young that did a Loving Others podcast with me. He's gonna come back on and talk about faith, and and uh, we're gonna we're all gonna kind of discuss faith together. And uh, but we're also gonna tackle the uh, the Reckless Love song. You know, we're gonna we're gonna give our thoughts on it and give our thoughts of whether or not. Uh, Christians could sing it uh, if we should sing it in worship at church, um, and then and then just theologically, you know, is God's love reckless or not? So, uh, more than likely, that's going to be our next podcast. And and uh, if I can get Austin to drop out of seminary, maybe me and him can uh, have, continue our inerrancy discussion. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we've got a we've got a lot of uh, a lot of cool things uh, just happening and and uh, very excited about it and excited to be working with Christian. Uh, so. Uh, Christian, you got anything else to add, and then I'll I'll play the uh, closing video. I'm
2: just excited to be on. Excited to see what all this is going to come to. What going to
1: do. All right. So uh, we've had a few views on Facebook, and and uh, did have a fa- a friend of mine said thank you for sharing with all of us today. Um. Uh. And yeah she seems oh, cool. to be uh she seems to be interested in in the reckless love video too so she's uh of the opinion that the uh the song means reckless uh in in a different way than, than people interpret it so um so anyways we'll 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 take a look at that on the next podcast and it'll be very interesting discussion and and uh, you know maybe enough people hate us maybe we get a lot of views so uh there's no telling. <laughs> yeah all right thank you so much for watching uh christian if you'll just mute your mic and uh i i'll stop the uh, I'll stop the video.